0: At Lely, we continue to provide the latest innovations for the dairy industry. Our robotic milking systems put more milk in the tank with less effort. Our robotic feeding systems provide optimal feed efficiency for a healthy and productive herd. And we have a line of innovative barn products that create an animal-friendly environment focused on the cow's well-being and comfort. Lely, a worldwide pioneer in dairy farm automation, with our North American headquarters right here in Pella, is proud to be part of the community.
1: Today's front page of today's Lely Radio Sports page is brought to you by Spain Painting, exteriors done with integrity.
2: With our continuing coverage of Iowa high school athletics, we're joined now by head coach of the Penn Lake Christian Boys basketball team, J.D. Moore, following a 64-59 to loss against Iowa City Regina. Coach Bohr, before we get into the, the specifics of this game, I want to start by talking about the seniors. It's something that Mike and I have talked about throughout the uh, post game here. Um, a group of eight senior guys. Just looking at this team, uh, what they have meant to this program as a whole, and each guy kind of impacting this team in their own different way. What has this group of guys meant to you over the last four years?
3: Um, yeah, that's a hard one to put into words. I mean, this, this is a group of guys that um, – Man, really committed to being part of something bigger than themselves and we talk about that often Um, give over get to just give everything you have to your team and uh, these guys did that uh, not only this year but in the past as well and just committed themselves to being a part of this and um, you know I think you saw that with a a successful basketball team but I think you just I see it more in just the way that they interact with each other the way that they love each other Um, these guys uh, not only are they trying to be a good basketball team, but they want to represent their school well. Um, they want to represent um, Christ and how they play and how they interact with each other. And they're very intentional about that. And, uh, you know, they're also a great basketball team. Um, and, and tonight tonight is a night that didn't go our way, but um, it's not a thing that is going to define this, this group of seniors. This senior class is a special group and one that I i couldn't be more proud of.
2: They were a very fun group to cover, I can tell you that much. And uh, Now looking at the game a little bit, uh, early on, the Eagles got off to a, a fantastic start here against the Regals. started out 17-9 to 9 and really felt like the momentum was all Eagles and uh, you guys were just going to be able to kind of do what you did to Eddieville Blakesburg-Fremont the other night, and they called that Pelham Motors timeout and kind of felt like A flip got switched a little bit. What do you feel like the big difference was out of that timeout that allowed them to kind of go on the 8-0 run and allow them to pull back within, you know, a tie and then eventually take the lead there in the second quarter?
3: Yeah, we were a little bit out of sorts offensively. Um, Just, you know, as they were kind of mixing up their defenses, it felt like we just never really got into a rhythm. And, um, you know, the the big difference is they made a ton of shots. Um, You know, um, some of them that we needed to defend better and, and some of them that... We kind of did our job. They just made a tough shot, and it felt like they made a lot of tough shots. And I felt like we took a good punch there in the first half. And in the second half, um, you know, it's kind of more of the same, and I know you'll get to that. But um, I I just want to give a ton of credit to the Regina Regals. Um, I thought those guys uh, played an excellent game. I thought they had a great game plan. They're a very well-coached team and their guys came out and played with a lot of freedom and made some big shots and weren't afraid of the moment. And tonight, uh, they they really, really did a great job.
2: And we talk about that second half here as we're talking to Pella Pel- Christian hit Boys basketball coach J.D. Bohr following the season-ending loss to Iowa City Regina. In the second half, your guys went on a big run of their own, got down by 10 points there in half number two, fought all the way back to get it within one multiple times there in half number two just could never quite get over that hump. What do you feel like the big difference in that run for you guys was that got you out of that 10-point hole, and what was it that they did that just was enough to keep you at bay from getting over the hump?
3: Yeah, well, uh, we were able to get out and run a little bit. When we got down, we finally got some stops. Um, We were able to turn them into points. Um, You know, we just, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't get. We weren't as successful throughout the game as we needed to be. We're a we're a team that really excels in transition, and we weren't able to get in transition very often tonight. Uh, whether that's forcing turnovers or getting rebounds, we just weren't very successful in either of those things. But once we did their first stretch, we got out going, and I always knew this team was was going to make a run. I mean, that's the group of guys that we have. We were able to make a run, and um, you know, truthfully, a, a little bit tired there at the end, a little tired legs, um, you know, and, and I. You know, I didn't do a great job of managing that throughout the second half in terms of giving guys breaks. You know, I felt like we got a little bit gas; we expended a lot of energy to get ourselves back into the game, and then not able to finish it off. And um, you know, just just had a couple looks offensively, had a couple rebounds that we didn't get. And um, that's the game of basketball; you just you, you got to be able to to do it. You know, I I don't think it comes down to the last couple minutes of the game. I felt like there was just some things that. Um, Regina did better than us uh, throughout.
2: And you touched on, uh, you know, some of the tired legs and stuff like that. Uh, fourth quarter, just kind of looking at it. Uh, Dame Geatings and Tyson DeVries with nine points, uh, with all nine points that the Eagles are able to score there in quarter number four. And you know, when you when you think about the tired legs and just some of the adversity that this team has gone through, and in those moments, you you look back on that fourth quarter. Obviously it's going to be one of those things that probably all off season's is going to eat at you, but what's the one thing that stands out to you um, from quarter number four that the, the Regina defense did that really didn't allow you guys to get back in tra or to get out and run in transition and and utilize that strength of your offense.
3: Um, you know, I, I, I don't know, Tyler, there, there's probably a lot of things that we'll look back on and be disappointed in and, um, truthfully, it'll probably be a long time before I watch this film. It's just, it's tough. You know, it's really tough. And uh, Regina did some things that made it really tough tonight. I think ultimately one of the things that that I thought, you know, is the toughest is rebounding margin. Um, I thought Regina kind of controlled the glass tonight. Uh, we weren't able to get a big offensive rebound throughout the whole second half. And when you can't do that, uh, and then you know, you know we're playing defense. We just played defense the whole second half. It felt like we were just always on that end of the floor and uh, couldn't get a big rebound when we really needed one. So that's going to probably be something that um, we look back with with some regret for sure. J.D., I
2: know that we're going to have one more conversation with a season recap for Coach's Corner, just kind of detailing the full season here as a whole. But uh, it's been really fun to get to cover this group over the last three years. Looking forward to many more years of covering this boys basketball program this one stings obviously but uh appreciate your time as always and uh hope you have a fantastic off season looking forward to that season recap interview
3: yeah sounds good i appreciate it tyler and i I just want to make it clear i just like how proud i am to be a coach of this team Uh, this team is about everything that we want a team to be about Uh, this team is a special group to be a part of um you know those guys are hurting um and i feel for them because uh, they poured a lot into this and, and you just don't want it to end too soon um, and you know even though you make it to a sub-state final tonight it was too soon you know we had we had bigger goals and bigger dreams and uh, we weren't able to achieve them but we're not going to allow it to define this group uh, this group is about bigger things and uh, I'm proud of each and every one of these those young men in the locker room and um, you know just just proud to be an eagle uh, even even in the tough times you know and proud to coach these young men and uh, do it for the lord and continue to give the honor and glory to the lord even even in the tough times
2: absolutely jd again appreciate the time and looking forward to our next conversation thanks Tyler. absolutely that was jd boar head coach of the Pella christian boys basketball team
1: today's center page of today's Laley radio sports page is brought to you by hearthstone a ministry of wesley life supporting the health independence and well-being of older adults in Pella.
4: I'm Derek Cardwell, and let's take a look at basketball games from this weekend, heard live on KIA Cavalese. First stop is Thursday night as Pella took on Clark in a Class of 3A sub-state live on 92.1 Cavalese with Andrew Schneider.
1: One step closer tonight if they can knock off 18-5, and five, number three in the sub-state bracket and tied for a second in the South Central Conference, the Indians from Clark. And it's your Pella Dutch who come into this matchup 13 and eight overall. McGuire, McGuire just got an open look, and he slams it with two hands. A baseline cut. They left a wide open fill for two. Yeah, and let's talk about this. Clark opens in a zone press, just kind of sluggish. Hardman, three. there it is. Yes. There it is. Luke Hardman knocks it in from downtown Keep 14 to 11. Tradeo Trade 0-3, no. Offensive rebound rope nice. put back, yes. Executed perfectly may have a moment here if we tie this thing up. Oh, well, we might hear as Jack McGuire on the fast break, works his way through traffic and lays it off the glass. And in. A five-nothing spurt for the Dutch. The steal and score for Jack McGuire. Kicks it out in the corner. Schulte, can he stay hot? There yes! it is. And we're tied up. Austin Schulte's hit a big three-pointer per quarter so far. We'll take it, I guess. Trato for the lead. Yes! Braden Trato catch and shoot on the inbound and the Dutch have a one-point lead. Their first since the first half. It's five on four. Schulte through a triple team for two. Austin Schulte. Hardman baseline. Finds his man. A wide open Cameron Rowe. Three! Yes! Cameron Rowe doubles the lead. 48-42. And, you know, Clark just isn't a team that... Well, Schulte, open three! There's no sense of having to stretch the lead, so let's stretch the lead! Austin Schulte makes it a nine point game, 51 to 42. The Dutch exploding in the fourth quarter. Bullet pass into McGuire, misses, gets his own rebound, puts it back in. 14 points for McGuire, it's a three point Dutch lead. As the Dutch survive in advance with a capital S and a capital A. Your final score, Pella 60, Clark 54.
4: Final score, Pella 60, Clark 54. On Friday, it was Norwalk against Council Bluffs Thomas Jefferson live on 94.3 KNIA with Mike Effner. And we're ready for the start of this class for a sub-state semi
5: between Norwalk and Council Bluffs Thomas Jefferson. Now driving in, getting the bucket, scoring is Redick and one. Seagrass going to try and match it. Looking to answer he this three-pointer. Nothing but net for Grady Sigrist and Warriors back up 8-5. to five. Davis Conti drive in. Charge! Horn takes there the charge. Go. He was just waiting for him there. Fast break. Mason Johnson drives into the lane. There's Corsman. Corsman open three. Right wing yes, is good. Sir, Harder, three-pointer. Left wing is knocked down. Assists Reddick. Born. Yep. To so another there we go. three for Harder. Horn's got go to work. It's a screen. That's back to right Harder. There. He's got the hot hand. This one's off the mark. Oh, it's yeah. Tipped in. it. It's tipped in with the buzzer. They're gonna count it. Absolutely, Tip they're gonna. Tip in at the buzzer by Grady Sigris off a missed three pointer. I think that was the right call. It was the right call. So one a run by the Warriors to end the first half. They'll go into halftime with a 29-19 lead. Sigris will look to answer for the three. That's nothing that? but net. Grady Sigris. He shot a couple of them tonight. Both of them have answered TJ threes. Good idea, Horseman. Back, back to Cigres, the hot hand from the corner. Come on, he's that, got Grady, Sigrist. It. Sigrist, three for three, I believe, from downtown. He's in double figures with 11 points. It's 36-29 Norwalk. Cameron Thomas hands it off. Mason Johnson, nice drive, draws there the you contact. Go, Mason. No foul call, but he makes the layup. Oh, Harder corner three. He's how about that? Aiden Harder knocks down his third three-pointer of the night, and he's in double digits with 11. Quarter called on T.J. On, Harder looking time, for three Aiden. up top. He's Let's got go. It. Another big three pointer for Aiden Harder. Warriors back up by five. Redick Bourne. We'll see if he'll, has he shot more not than not one much. or two threes? He's going go. it the lane. Good jump stop. Uh, beautiful in, move. In midair, he just swerves
4: his body to yeah, the right. Beautiful and makes move. The layup. It's
5: Sigris for three. Still hot.
4: Is he four for four? Ah, he missed one, right? Four for five? Final score Norwalk 69, Thomas Jefferson 52. Finally, it was on to North Liberty as Pella Christian battled Iowa City, Regina in a Class 2A sub-state final. Live on 92.1 Less with Tyler Craft.
2: Eagles trying to set up. It's Breams at the top of the key. Thought about the three. Instead goes to Geatings on the left wing. Geatings with another runner. And Dane Geatings gets the scoring started for Pella Christian as his second runner attempt goes this time. Eagles two. Regal 0-7, to go in the first quarter. Breams to dunk down low. Ben Arendonk's off the mark, but Voss is there for the follow. 4-0 start for Pella Christian. The Eagles still working on this 2-3 zone of Iowa City Regina, and Eddie Peterson blocks Josiah Voss's shot. And then on the other end, Tyson DeVries forces it to turnover and kicks ahead to Dane Geatings, who is good on the reverse lay-in. That's the combination. Tyson so quick, just stripped him under the basket immediately runs up the floor, and Geatings uh, finishes nicely. Wallace drive, kicks to Nick Pond. He sees on-ball defense is coming tonight. It's playing well. And to the basket, oh. shot waved off as Tate Wallace goes to the basket. Josiah Voss steps in front, draws the charge instead. Third foul on Iowa City Regina. First well. against Tate Wallace. Well, I commented on the on-ball defense, but the help defense has been there every time. And Josiah just nice positioning there. Eagles working against this 2-3 zone of the Regals. It's Dane Geatings out to Tyson DeVries. And DeVries is true on the three this time. Big answer by the senior DeVries. 9-5 Pella Christian leads Iowa City Regina. 340 to go in this opening quarter of play. And Caden Croyd forces turnover number four of Iowa City Regina. Just straight up. Nice block and ties it up. Tyson DeVries, three pointer, Josiah Voss is good again from downtown. Oh boy. And it's a 17 9 star for Pellet Christian. It is Josiah Voss get a fire from three wow. from the left wing, Josiah Voss, just the senior shot. with his third of the night. 22 21, Pellet Christian back on top. Six minutes to go in the second quarter. DeVries kicks to the corner for Van Arendon. He'll drive, kicks to Voss. Out to Dane Geetings. Open up from three from the top of the key. And Dane Geetings with his second three of the quarter. Pella Christian back in front, 31-29, 247 to go in the second quarter. And it's Dane Geetings at the top of the key for Pella Christian. He'll drive left side. Runner is good.
4: Final score, Iowa City, Regina 64, Pella Christian 59. Highlights from this weekend's games on KNIA Carveless. Now
1: time for today's back page on today's Lely Radio Sports page on KNIA and KRLS.
6: I'm Trevor Castle. We're catching up with Central College softball coach George Wears as the Dutch have opened their 2024 season 2-0, a 4-3 win in extra innings against Chicago, and then a 6-2 victory in the nightcap against Monmouth. Coach, off to a 2-0 start, just heard you talk to the team, said maybe one of the more disappointing 2-0 starts, but you are 2-0. Your thoughts?
7: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we we want to get a message across. You know, we're veteran. We uh, expect to be in the mix, you know, to make a run, deep run in the postseason, and uh, you know, Chicago's very good. That, that's a quality win. Their their is very good. They lost the catcher, and they've got some young people that couldn't handle our run game. But, you know, then Shaven makes a phenomenal pitch where their leadoff hitter just dinks it out there, and then they come back. So for us to come back and win that after losing the, the lead is important. And then, you know, respectfully, Monmouth, uh, you know, we're going to play a lot of teams better than that, and I thought we just, uh, you know, left a lot of people on base. Our pitchers weren't very sharp, but... You know I think you also heard me say on the way up coach O'Brien said wouldn't it be nice if we win two and don't play exceptionally well and well that's what happened so yeah we're, believe me I'd rather be two and oh not playing well than zero and two playing really well so
6: well and we talked last week about the expectations of this team and how you're embracing those expectations but you know that that becomes a game-by-game thing right? you got to bring it every time out there it does and, and it's not just
7: you know every game I mean it's every pitch every inning we've got to provide our own energy and you know, I mean, part of it is understandable. I thought both of our catchers did really well. Raleigh Duncan had a great, you know, debut yes. as, as a freshman. But, you know, they're just not quite, and we don't expect it to be Madison Farrington. Yet. You know, they're just not quite uh, getting some calls for us. They're taking a few strikes away, you know, particularly with Sydney. And But the pitchers are also aware that it's not just that. You know, they're, they're not uh, being real sharp with some of their pitches. Um, but, yeah, the expectation, I, I, I think we are embracing it. It's just... Uh, you know I think the X-way, we're going to win 8 to nothing. you know every time and it's just right. not going to happen you know against especially a team like Chicago And so I'm glad we did this and I think uh, they're going to you know really pay attention to what we didn't do well and it sounds like we're going to get a couple of nice days outside on Monday and Tuesday and you know then it all starts happening really fast you know with our next few games lead off in Arizona Couple things from the
6: games. Emma Beck got off to, can't get off to much of a better start. Eight strikeouts through three innings. You know, lost her control a little bit as as that first game went on, but, you know, sophomore seems
7: like she picked right up where she left off last. Yeah, and, you know, we kind of expect that from her. And then, Chicago I don't think really knew what hit them the first time through and then they started backing off the play a little bit and and were able to stay off of the the rise ball and you know then she kind of lost her command and then it was a little bit of Riley too you know they we they had a runner on that wasn't going to run and she's trying to make sure she doesn't run and takes a couple strikes away and then it all just kind of snowballed and you know but yeah I mean her start let's face it if we get that for seven innings a lot of the times we're going to beat a lot of teams but uh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ha- more happy than not. You know, we, we also have to say that. This is the first time we've played outside against real teams. Yep. And I do think our, whatever, seven days of practice on our field made a significant difference, though, in terms of uh, uh, readiness for these two games.
6: We're visiting with George Ware head coach of the Central softball team. The Dutch win two games on Saturday. What would you think of Sidney Yeah, I know you mentioned Monmouth, you know, not quite the same caliber of team, but coming off of an off-season shoulder injury that, quite frankly, could have cost her her career. She's back out here on
7: opening day. What would you think of her performance? Well, that in itself, you know, that and the ACL, you know, if you really think about it, when she was deciding to come back, you know, and, and nobody would have blamed her if she hadn't, right, with everything she's gone through. and So just the fact that she was able to throw, I think she threw like 72 pitches, and, you know, she would be the first to admit, uh, her velocity was pretty good, but the command was you know, a little bit off, and again, that's partly her, partly Emma Lennox would catch in that game. But we have a good starting point with all of them, and, and Shabin. You know, not, she was not very good today. She had no command of the changeup, you know, and, and when she didn't have that. And yet she still found a way to get some key outs. And I thought back, coming back in was a very good thing, too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the way Sydney threw, uh, even though she threw way too many pitches. We were behind on the count way too often, didn't get ahead on the first pitch very often. And I was happy we got Chloe in inning. you know, I and mean, she finished strong uh, for us. And, yeah, overall, uh, this is where we are now. If we can keep improving, Um uh, at least by, uh, you know, May will be pretty good, maybe.
6: Uh, George where is Central College softball coach with us. How important was it you have the NFC leadoff classic coming up starting Friday? You'll play six games in three days against, you know, high-quality teams, including three teams in the top 11 of the preseason poll. Before I ask you about you know a little preview of that, how important was it to get two games against you know real actual competition? One of them pretty good here
7: five days before you head out uh, to Georgia. Yeah, it was really important. I mean, probably less so than some years because we've been outside a lot and we've got a veteran team. They've been to the lead ups, they have a little bit of a grasp of. But you know, for the people that haven't played that much. Uh, the duncans of the world the lengths of the world that hasn't been haven't been behind the plate as much and you know and, and just the others being able to actually no matter how much you practice it and no matter how much you know you've been the lead off it's still different and and so everything we say now you know in terms of base running mistakes whatever it might be it's going to make more sense because they've actually seen it in the game competition it will make it a little easier to correct can you preview a little quick uh of
6: the six games you have in three days this weekend
7: Uh, I think I've blocked them out, you know, but uh, no, it's, it's a very difficult task. You mentioned, uh, I mean, probably highlighted by Barry who's ranked third in the country and, my opinion, might be the best team in the country. They actually play Warburg, a doubleheader, Monday, so we'll see uh, how that goes. Warburg went down early. Then a very good Moravian team who returns everybody, uh, a very good Roanoke team who's picked in the top two or three in that league. You know, Chapman has uh, picked one, two, or three in California. DePaul, you know, we've always seen DePaul, and, and, and you never know. They lost the pitcher that kind of shut us down. She transferred to Indiana State uh to give you an idea that she's pretty good and uh, you know but they've got a lot of freshmen and there'll probably be a pitcher in there that that can throw and then of course we've got the rematch with Bethel and um that's the stadium game and so everybody's excited about that but you know uh, I'll say this off the record. Uh, well, it can be on the record. I don't we're care on the record, for, coach. So on the record, if we're five and zero, going in the Bethel game, and you guarantee that, and then we lose to that then I'll take that five and one. If that if that has to be the trade off, because we'll get them in the regionals this time.
6: Hey, coach. Thanks for your time. Uh, congrats on the two and zero start. See you next week. All right. Thanks, Trevor. All right. That's George Wares, head coach of the Central College softball team. Quick note: We will have coverage of all six games from that leadoff Classic Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on KRLS and KRLS.com. Catching up with. Dutch- Head softball coach, George Wears. I'm Trevor Castle on KNIA KRLS.
1: That was today's back page on today's Layley Radio Sports page on KNIA and KRLS. You can find
4: segments from the show and podcasts online at KNIAKRLS.com.